Welcome to the Radically Aligned Show. I'm your host, Dieter Suriani. This is the show that covers topics of spirituality, love, relationships, impact, and everything in between. Welcome to the show where there is no filter and nothing is left off the table. And every episode is guaranteed to take you on a journey deep within yourself. Welcome to the Radically Aligned Show, and let's get this one started. Today, I'm really excited. I have my soul sister, uh, one of my favorite people in the world with me here today, and this is Paula Hopwood, and she is an incredible healer and a shaman, and she takes you to galaxies that you ain't ever been before, (laughs) and uh, she's hilarious. She is the meme queen. If you follow her on social media, you'll know what I'm talking about, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some things that I've really started to uh, see more of a pattern in and also some areas that I haven't experienced yet. And so I'm really excited to have Paula here today. So thanks for being here, Paula. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So now if you're watching or listening right now, like if you're on YouTube, you'll be watching this. If you are listening to, you know, the recording, well, basically we have conversations, Paula and I, like, I don't know, we talk like every day. (laughs) Anything's going on in my life. I call her vice versa. And we have, you know, two dates a week where we are on zoom and talking about what's going on in our world, what we're working on. And there aren't many people out there that I can really feel, uh, first of all, confident doing that with, but also someone who can really hold space for me. And we've just, uh, we've really supported each other in different ways to move, to align and to shift. And it's been just a really powerful relationship. So I'm so grateful to have her in my life. So today I'm excited to talk about, so if you're watching or listening, you may wonder like, what is this whole like awakening process? Like I know my awakening process and I'll talk about it, but like, tell us a little bit about maybe your awakening process or what you tend to see in others as they're starting to wake up because it can show up in so many different ways. And I want to hear from you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. It can show up in so many ways. (laughs) First of all, the way that I look at it is I switch it from awake to aware, um, Mm. becoming aware, right? Aware of our different layers, aware of maybe energies that need to be let go, aware of our dark side, aware of our divinity and this. And the reason why I, I came to that awareness is because for years, you know, I thought I was an awoke person. Uh, I've been a psychic and oracle for years. I've been working with people in metaphysical, spiritual development, and everything was going along swimmingly or so I thought. And then I met <laughs> or somebody. So I thought. <laughs> yeah, right. Everything's great. I am evolved. I am a being of light. I have done all of my work. I hear that all the time from people. I'm like, okay, yeah. just wait. There's another wave <laughs> There, you know what? And you said there's another wave coming. Yeah. So there is another wave coming. I knew some teachings around different types of soulmates and I was married to my soulmate, uh, you know, my life partner, my soulmate, the person who supports you, is attentive, cares for you, helps you through areas of your life, you know, is kind of your cheerleader, but might mirror stuff back to you, but never pushes you too hard, right? And the reason why I say that is because I came aware of that. So back in, uh, I guess it was 2018, I met my twin flame. 
And my whole world has changed since then on a new level of awareness. So that's what I say is there's different levels of awareness that we can go through. And I had teachings of twin flame from indigenous teachings that uh, twin flames are from beginning of man, you know, from time began. And the teachings on the twin flame is that they would come into your life, your life would completely change, relationships are going to change, your whole outlook on life is going to change, you're really going to get to know yourself and, and love. Love, love, love is going to change in your life and everything is going to come from a place of love. And uh, what kind of scared me about that, about the teachings, was that all your relationships would change. And Mm. I was very, very happy and I didn't want anything to change. Right. Yeah. It's like things are, things are going well and um, everything's going to stay the same. So I just want to, can I insert just a moment? I want to say, first of all, that like I would hear people talking about twin flames, you know, all this stuff online, like years ago, it's probably like five or six years ago. And I was like, people are like out to lunch. Like, I don't even know what this is. I didn't get it. And I didn't start to really be curious about it until you and I met about, you know, six months ago and became instant best friends. You said that um, soulmates are, are loving and they're caring and they're there for you. So what is the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame? Like, how can you know if you're with potentially your twin flame or you're experiencing that versus your soulmate? And oh. you mentioned, I, I don't know if you mentioned it now or if I'm just taking this from past conversations, that there's multiple soulmates. So I'm just like, want to dive into that because we toss that around all the time. He's my soulmate or she's my soulmate or like, how do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So soulmates are, like I said, they come in and you have that instant attraction. Like Deidre, you and I, when we met, we knew we were soul family, right? Um, In a way we're soulmates because we're friends, right? So we're in that, that friendship soulmate relationship. Um, There's people who get together with their soulmates in a mate relationship, right? And that type of relationship is easygoing, flowing, you know, you figure things out, uh, you meet in the middle, uh, everything goes along swimmingly and you grow at a slow rate, which back then I used to think was a fast rate. But, <laughs> but anyways, you grow at a, at a rate and they're just very caring. They're cheerleaders. You know, they might point stuff out for you. But, you know, it's a beautiful, giving, caring relationship. Mm-hmm. The difference between a soulmate and a twin flame is a twin flame is a type of soulmate. A twin flame is a twin soul. And what happens, you know, you can check out the teachings on this. It goes way back, you know, in the Sanskrit teachings and the Hindu teachings, they even have pictures of uh, people when they, when they were first started walking the planet, if you will, where they have four arms, four legs, two heads, and they were split. You know, I always believe that history, there's, there's truth in it there somewhere. Now, I don't know if we had that or not, but what I can attest to is the twin flame phenomena. It's like two people, two souls. Mm -hmm. used to be one soul and one went and took the path of the divine feminine Mm -hmm. you know we still have the divine feminine and masculine within us but one took the path of the divine feminine one took the path of the divine masculine and they're working out the issues and at some point and sometimes they meet on earth or you know they might there might be one that's not on earth yet at Mm -hmm. some point they become aware of each other and they start working together they start working together It's like, holy smokes. That's when the twin soul becomes a twin flame. The flame of the kundalini is ignited. Uh, You're ignited. It is not an easy journey. Um, All your darkness is brought up. Even the darkness you thought you dealt with and and that you have healed from, you know, 
So it becomes this majorly obsessive comes to mind. We all go through different layers of obsessive of trying to figure it out. For me, I knew he was my twin flame, knew it, knew the energy right away, right? Right. And then when he sparked to Kundalini in me, I kind of went off the deep end because I was like, is he really? Is he really? I didn't want him to be, you know? (laughs) So then I questioned that. One thing speaking with other twin flames is we always know somewhere deep in our soul, we know that that is our twin flame. We know, we recognize ourselves. A twin flame relationship, so a twin soul, twin flame relationship, pretty much we always have telepathy. Even if you had it before, you still have telepathy, but much more with this person. If you've never had it before, it gets started in you. You know what they think, you know what they feel, you know what they're going on in their life. You know, you know all these things, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes people can feel them, can smell them uh, on a much bigger level than just a soulmate, right? Mm So question for you. So um, there's a lot of different things floating around and I understand most of it because of our friendship and the work that we both do that, you know, has some uh, synergy. Um, What I'm wondering though, is what are some physical things that you may start to be aware of in your body? Because you talked Mm -hmm. about, so soulmate, things are easy, things flow, you guys move things forward. It's like you're a team, you're a team player, right? They're a part of your soul family. And then there's a twin flame where it's like, like (laughs) everything's being ripped apart, ripped open, tornado, all the things. And they they can spark that Kundalini within you. And so uh, there are probably many people listening right now who are like, what does that even mean? And I'm going to first off say that Mm -hmm. for the first five years of really diving into my spiritual development space, I didn't understand what a lot of these things meant. And so what is a Kundalini awakening? So a Kundalini awakening is basically the easiest way I can describe it, having gone through it. It is our chi, our energy source, our true self rising up through our different chakras. And every chakra is kind of like, you know, it's kind of assigned a different area that it works with, right? Like, so the root chakra is about safety and security, you know, and, and the sacral is about sexual. The kundalini energy starts to rise up and it will burn out different programs, different thoughts, different beliefs, different traumas that we've had in each area as it goes up. Right. The reason why it's um, called a fire is because it literally burns it up not set on fire, but it feels like flames, but not in a painful way. Like in certain parts of your body, you feel a lot of energy. Like it feels like fire. It feels, yeah, tingly. It feels hot. It feels like it's rising up. The Kundalini is also called like a serpent, like a snake. You can feel it uncoiling and going right up Mm -hmm. you. And it is the most intense thing ever. The most incredible thing ever. <laughs> because... yeah, I've, heard, I've heard some incredible <laughs> things that can happen to your body, like all day orgasms. I've heard. Yeah. The intense burning when it first started yeah. uh, was uh, over 48 hours orgasm. You oh know? Um, yeah. And I was like, at a I training a body anymore because I don't know what's going on. So, okay. So question, just to clarify this a little bit more. So I practice Kundalini yoga and I don't do it every day, but it's something that um, helps release energy in the body. 
And I've also began to experience some pretty intense moments of potentially the Kundalini awakening um, in certain areas of my body. And so how long can the journey be of really having your Kundalini awakening? Because I've heard of people having it all of a sudden, and it's like they feel like they're going crazy. I've heard Mm -hmm. that, like they feel like they're a crazy person because they're all over the place and they just can't ground and they're running around. Like I've heard a lot of stories around that. So number one, number two, I've also heard of what you said, like, oh my gosh, like bliss, 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 orgasms. And then I've also um, heard that can take years and Mm -hmm. it can take time. So if you want to share a little bit around those three pieces and, and you know, like you can't force it, can you? Like you can't just think, I want to have a Kundalini awakening. I'm going to do all this stuff. Like, how does it work? Personally, I don't know, and I haven't ever met anybody who had a Kundalini awakening from yoga or something. I have yet to meet them, and so I'd like to talk to them, you know, if they have. Mm-hmm. I believe that that is moving energies and the breathing and getting it moving the chi, right? Moving our our energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the forty eight hour orgasm was not bliss. It was <laughs> okay. out of control, and uh, it wouldn't quit. And what happened during that first initial burn, and that's why I say it's the initial burn of it, is it burnt out my programming that I needed to be protected. And Mm. so it really worked on my sacral chakra and on my root chakra. And I think that's why I was having the 48-hour orgasm, right? So the kundalini still burns within me now. It'll rise up when I need it to. But that was just the initial 48 hours where everything was going nuts, you know? So I believe that it continues going because I have experienced it when I'm meditating or, you know, I can call it up. I know before when I used to have realizations, awarenesses, awakenings, you know, and they were they were pretty profound. You know, I did a lot of healing before this. Mm -hmm. It is nothing like now. Right. And when I'm, when I am ready to let go of something, uh, that Kundalini will just rise right up and burn it out of whatever chakra it's living in and I'll feel it. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, I already forgot your three questions, but (laughs) yeah, how long it can take for you to have a Kundalini awakening, right? Because I think it can be a lifetime. Yeah. It's an awareness, right. And it's going to keep going. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, getting us back to our divinity instead of the programming and the stuff we've held on to our human conditioning. The Kundalini is definitely without a shadow of a doubt, a divine occurrence. Um, I fought it at first trying to, you know, trying to control it. There's no right. controlling it. And Such a good metaphor for life. We can't control anything. Surrender. Yeah. <laughs> right. Surrender forever. So so what are some things that people can do right now if they, I want to go back to the twin flame Mm -hmm. because I have had questions about this. I did a post recently in a, in a Facebook group I'm in and people are wanting to know more about the twin flame. So signs and symptoms of, of knowing that you've met your twin flame, but also how is the relationship usually with that person? Like what is the dynamic like and how do you navigate something that's ripping out all your, all your stuff? What's the best way to navigate if you have any, like do this, don't do that. Notice this, like anything you want to share. Yeah. In that room yeah. Well, like I said, number one is every twin flame journey that I, every person I've spoken to on a twin flame journey, they know that they're on the twin flame journey. They may be fighting it, but they know it down deep inside. This isn't an excuse to just accept narcissistic behavior or anything like that. Your true twin flame is you. They will not treat you like a narcissist. They won't abuse you. They won't hurt you. You know, they can't even attack you verbally. Right. But the biggest thing, (laughs) this is, 
And I'm laughing when I say this because I remember how I was when I was trying to fight everything. I'm like, surrender, surrender. Um, my One of my mentors and best friends, he's united with his twin flame now. And when I was going through this, he told me, run, run as far as you can, run as fast as you can, try and run, 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 because you will not escape this. And he said, it'll yank you back and teach you what it needs to teach you. Right. And so the cool thing is, is twin flames, there's always at least one, if not several major differences, okay? okay. Um, maybe living on different continents, you know, maybe different races, different language barriers, maybe, you know, one's conservative and one's liberal, you know, <laughs> Like opposites attract. Opposites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twin flames, some of the issues or some of the things on them are exactly the same Mm -hmm. and other ones are exactly opposite, you know, exactly opposite. For example, I have actually never met my twin flame physically face-to-face yet. Mm -hmm. So this person sparked the flame within me and, you know, started the whole Kundalini and, and it just... Um, my whole life has changed in the most wonderful way. Now it brings up all the darkness, right? right. And so my a tip I would say, and again, I'm kind of giggling at it because it's part of the journey is right. surrender. Yes. Surrender to it. Surrender. No, truly. No, really. Surrender to it. Because the thing is, the more we try and fight it or the more we try and hold the same, the more we drive ourselves crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, we, uh, it just goes really, really dark, like anxiety and everything, you know, and you try yeah. and control it. So yeah. surrender to the journey. I remember I had done a retreat. Um, what was it? About a month before the Kundalini got sparked in me. Mm-hmm. And we were pulling cards and we were doing different spirit animals on this retreat. And I got the deer. And she said to me, go on the journey. And I'm like, in kind of, I knew what it meant, you know, but I didn't want to face it. So we just pushed it off over there. So I didn't have to deal with it. And then about a month later is when I had the Kundalini and there was no more ignoring it anymore. Mm -hmm. Go on the journey because you're going to go on the journey, whether you want to willingly or not. And uh, it will strip away. It strips away different things. You go into a dark night of the soul is what it's called. And it's a very dark, dark time where all of your insecurities come up. Um, Mm -hmm. Things I hadn't dealt with in 20, 30 years came up for me. And I was like, what? (laughs) And it was all coming up to be healed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To be truly released and let go. So Mm -hmm. those are the biggest things is, Number one, if you feel that deep in your heart and soul that that is your twin flame, then accept it. Number two, surrender to the journey. Another cool thing about twin flames is the divine feminine and the divine masculine energies. The feminine and masculine energies, they're energies. They don't have to be people, right? So a man can carry the woman, you know, the divine feminine energy. uh, That can be his main path. And a woman can be on her divine masculine path. Plus, we each have them all in us. But the feminine energy is all about being open and receiving and emotional, like um, feeling, right? right? So she feels, so she reaches out like that. Her energy reaches out and she feels. The divine masculine is all about the logic mind. So when he's going through this, he may not even be aware of it because it's a feeling first, you know, like you feel you open up to it and stuff. And then when he feels those energies coming at him, he's like, what the heck is this, right? So typically the divine masculine is a runner, you know, if you've met this person in face to face or, you know, online or whatever, they'll run from you a whole lot, but they can't stop coming back, right? I've heard of this going on for years and years and years. So um, just be aware of that. Don't be a chaser if you're the divine feminine. (laughs) (laughs) 
So <laughs> what this is bringing up for me, there's a book called Attached, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all based on the attachment styles of humans. So there's there's the secure, which is the one in the middle. There's the anxious and there's the avoidant. And all of these concepts are really powerful and, and good to know. And I remember reading the book and being like, oh, this is really, really good information. And you know, there's always exceptions to the rules with everything, right? Like everything is always happening for us. And you may be someone who's super secure, has been in like a really loving, happy, healthy relationship for, you know, a decade, two decades, three decades. And all of a sudden, boom, you meet your twin flame. I personally haven't met my twin flame, or I think I could have, but I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I think I've been through enough for that. To, I'm just going to put that off for a while. So with that, so, you know, we're talking about the dark night of the soul, right? And um, the dark night of the soul is happening for everyone right now on a deep collective level. And, and I've been through the dark night of the soul within myself. And it was actually about a year or so ago. And it was after a, a big breakup of just like all of these, you know, truths being revealed and, and me really having to sort out my stuff. So it sounds similar to that, but I'm sure yeah. there could be another level. I, you know, Times I, it by a thousand. <laughs> yeah, I, I pray that I don't experience it because <laughs> it was it was it was intense, right? And it was I was going through my own awakening, and in many ways, um, so people are experiencing the dark end of the soul collectively, um, you know. And one of the things that I'm noticing is that many of us, as humans or spirits, as this in this human experience we're having a difficult time really anchoring in the truth, the ultimate truth of what's going on because we've grown up believing life is a certain way and you're talking about things being a certain way and then things changing and now things are being revealed and everyone's going through it. So what are some tips for anyone who may be experiencing, you know, the dark night of the soul collectively um, that can help them move through it more quickly? Like I know I, I have some suggestions. I want to hear from you first. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Um, they're energies that are moving. And so when we feel them, don't think of it as a victim way. Mm-hmm. Um, think of it as moving it through you. That's the whole gift of the divine feminine energies of flow, mm-hmm. of moving energy, right? So think right. of it as moving just through you. Uh, also, and this comes from the twin flame journey. Part of the twin flame journey is synchronicities. You see numbers, you see names, you see a certain animal, you know. Uh, I see a certain number easily 50, 60 times a day. And I see his name, everybody's got his name. And um, I see it constantly. And it's always a reminder, the universe, creator, source, whatever terminology you want to use, divine, is always giving us reminders of that we are on a divine path. Mm-hmm. And even when I've been through dark night of the soul, I know that I was given signs uh, to follow kind of like breadcrumbs you know mm-hmm. there's hope it might be something somebody says it might be like I said a name a word a number you know a lot of people see one 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 or you know repeating ones or repeating fives fives is about mm-hmm. transformation and one is about alignment and, and awakening awareness mm-hmm. these are codes the, the universe speaks in codes so if you're going through a dark night of the soul if you start seeing a number, like some people see one, two, three, four, start writing it down, you know, and see how you're supported. Always remember that you're supported and always remember that this is energy you're just moving through because this isn't you, right? The, the dark energies are not us. They're just something that we've been carrying around and that we're moving. And that would be my big thing to let people know. Yeah. And I love that you shared that too, um, because one of the things that I've really 
anchored in and and I'm committed to supporting people with is understanding trauma and healing it at the core, right? And um, the things that have happened to us or around us or in our past, they're not us. They're just experiences to push us forward and ultimately support us in our gifts and our mission and who we're here to be in the world. And I think that when things happen in our life, so for example, you were saying you were like with your soulmate and then you like met your twin flame. I'm sure many of us could be programmed to have shame and guilt around feelings around things and that can be resisting it. Whereas when we just allow things to flow, what I'm hearing from you to flow and to surrender, the truth will be revealed and the healing can really happen. And then that allowance because shame and guilt and all the things that come from lower energies wanting to move through us can be amplified, right? So I love that you share that. So anything else that you feel called to share about, you know, the twin flame journey or the Kundalini rising or anything else that you feel it could be really valuable for our listeners today, like any kind of thing that you want to teach on? Well, I'd really like to speak to twin flame teaching mm-hmm. uh, because so many people get caught up that this is a relationship um, that they have to boom own the other person. They have to boom, you know, be with them physically, marry them, have babies, blah, 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 blah. Right. And the thing is, is the twin flame relationship is here to help us get to our divinity. It's here to raise our, our love. Now, yes, there are a lot of twin flames that get together in union, but they've also done the work, right? And if they're supposed to be together, you know, then they're, they'll be together. And if not, then they're supposed to work on other things. The ultimate and always mission of the twin flames are to raise the love vibration. And so first we raise the love vibration in ourselves and then we have unconditional love for our twin flame. And then it goes out from there, you know, for example, um, so in my case, my twin flame is not the physical body type that I like, right? And, um, you know, like the, it's the opposite, right? And so we get over putting conditions on people, what makes them attractive yeah. or what makes them, you know, like what makes them what you, you know, what you want or whatever. The other thing is, is um, so with my husband, I was completely open and honest with him from day one, right? right? So the thing is, is on my journey, what I've realized is so I've met twin flames that are in a brother sister type relationship. And I've met twin flames that are sexually attracted to each other, like romantically attracted to each other. And there can be 20, 30 years difference from between them or like, you know, these big major differences I was talking about. But uh, the way that I look at it is, is you get open up to this love within you, you open up to this love within them, even though they're, they're triggering you you know, and they're triggering this dark night of the soul in you and to, for stuff to come up, you start to get more and more love vibe, which you begin to see love more and more out there in the world. But one thing I, I keep seeing is people want, and it seems to be the thing that holds them up the most, is that they think the twin flame is to be in a relationship with like to own, you know, like to get married, that, you know, I've met people who their twin flame, like a woman who's, you know, heterosexual and her twin flame is another woman. And she's all concerned that she's going to have to spend the rest of her life as a lesbian, you know, and, right. and I'm like, but really go through it, go through the journey and see how you come out on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, surrender to the journey. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is, is what I have seen many, many times is yes, you have your twin flame experience. You meet your twin soul, they ignite you, they become your twin flame because they've ignited a kundalini in you, they've ignited all this in you. You go through this big journey, dark night of the soul, you come out the other side, unconditional love, you know, um, universal love, all this divine love. And then boom, 
you got this great friendship with this person and, and now another soulmate comes into your life that's much more aligned to your soul's yes. path, you know? Yeah. Because if you think about it, you know, like um, getting cleared up this way, uh, releasing all that stuff that's been holding us back, raises our vibration so high, why wouldn't we want another soulmate? You know, like, I mean, yeah, sure, our twin flame, but are we going to spend, I'm not there yet, so I can't speak to this, but are we going to spend the rest of our lives with our twin flame and triggering each other going deeper and deeper? I don't know about that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and I want to bring light to something that you shared that I think is really valuable. As you said that this woman was, you know, concerned like, oh, am I going to be with a woman the rest of my life? Because I've always been into men, like, you know, I'm into men, but I'm I'm into this woman. And I feel like um, this says, such a, and you were also talking about the man who's your twin flame. You're not physically attracted to him in that way. He's not your body type. And, you know, you share with me that there's just like, the, there's a bit of like not alignment in that space. Right. And so I feel like in life, we can have this idea of who we are supposed to be, what things are supposed to look like. And we can add all this judgment on ourselves and others and really block ourselves from experiencing the fullness of life that is wanting to come through us. Though when we have these blinders and these judgments, then we don't allow it to happen. So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm really getting as like a metaphor for life. And of course, like twin flame and and soulmates. But when I hear twin flame from you, like I'm not really attracted to that. Like I personally don't want it. And maybe I've already experienced a little bit of it. Um, Potentially my ex partner, I'm not sure it was a little it was a tornado after like for a whole year after I was like, Oh my gosh, but it's like soulmate, right? Alignment. Yeah. And so I really love that you said alignment and, and really who do you want to be with at the end of the day and um, how twin flames can turn into friendship and just the metaphor of like, you know, this is just how I feel and honoring your feelings and your feelings are going to guide you to that next step always. I love that. Thank you. So anything else you feel called to share? And then we're going to, we're going to wrap things up today. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I was really blessed that I wasn't anywhere physically near my twin flame. I know people that have been physically near and they can't stop because you're like, you're like magnetized to them. Right. So, so things happen when you get together in the same space and the energy meets, right. Mm -hmm. Energy can meet, you know, at any any time actually because that's what happened to me over the ocean right like so but the thing is is that so many people get wrapped up in that you know that they're attracted to the flesh you know even when they're not the body type or they're not the person they would normally be attracted to Mm -hmm. and then they're like what am I doing what am I doing am I crazy you know like because I'm attracted to this person but they're not who I like Mm -hmm. and I just want to say surrender Surrender. I remember when my guides kept telling me to surrender, surrender, surrender. You know, mm-hmm. this is an incredible journey. Even if you're not on a twin flame journey, well, you are because you have a twin flame out there somewhere, just maybe not walking the face of the planet, right? right? Up there is one of your guides. But this is such an incredible journey that we're on. And especially at this time in the world's evolution, in the human evolution, mm-hmm. everything is divine about this journey and about us, you know, and to embrace that and surrender to that true divinity within us and not conform to the world's teachings and what we've been taught, but to rise up and be that love, to be that beautiful, incredible soul that we actually are, you know, because we are divine. And that is that is this whole journey, what it's taught me. And I don't want to share that because that's who you are. That's who everyone is. Mm-hmm. So to rise up and embrace that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Thank you. And uh, just adding to what you were sharing, it's 
one of the things that I felt called to add in earlier, but you were in such great flow and I was leaning in and I'm like, yeah, tell me more <laughs> is, um, you know, I believe, and I was sharing the, the core pillars of radical alignment the other day in one of the very first episodes. And, um, you know, truth is the first pillar and then there's love, there's impact, there's wisdom, there's our soul's expression, right? So there's all those pieces. And so what I found from this work is it's about awakening to who we truly are in the world by dissolving and releasing everything that is not us before mm-hmm. we can truly experience like true unconditional love for ourselves, for others, for the planet, for, you know, everyone. And I didn't understand that for a long time. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was in relationships uh, with people mm-hmm. who weren't necessarily a vibrational match with how I wanted to feel was because I didn't fully, I hadn't healed some deeper pieces within myself to experience it. So I just wanted to add that in and uh, surrender, surrender, surrender to all things, no judgment, go with the flow. And for all things twin flame, uh, definitely uh, feel free to reach out to Paula. Paul, add your stuff in the show notes. And I'm just going to leave it with a quote. And if you have anything else you want to share, feel free to hop in. The question is not whether or not you are here to do great things. The question is, are you ready to wake up to the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be? That's beautiful. I'm just breathing that in. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. What a great way to wrap up this call. Thank you for what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom on twin flames. And if you're like, this is over your head, but you're still listening, that may be a universal nudge that this is some information that may be valuable in the future. I know my past self, like five years ago, this conversation would have been over my head and I wouldn't have got it. But The truth is everything is coming up for you because it's going to nudge you into the next direction. And um, this may be valuable in the future, or you may be on the twin flame journey right now, or maybe you are having a Kundalini awakening and you're like, what's going on, right? (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Radically Aligned Show. We love our community and we love that you're here spending time with us. And we want to hear from you. What has been your biggest insight, win, or aha, or moment during this episode? We'd love to have you join the community. So come on over to Facebook. We have a Facebook community for the Radically Aligned community. And we'd love to hear what you're up to, what your stories are, what's resonating, and what you want more of. And if you haven't already, go ahead and click subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes that drop every Thursday. And if you love the show, you love the content, please go ahead and leave a review. It would mean so much to us. Have an amazing day. Sending you lots of love. Mwah.